I have to say as I go into the uh, next piece, I'm more than confused in relation to it. Um, but I'm joined by a man who's going to try and demystify it for me because uh, the Concerned Citizens Group of Loch Ray held their third public information evening as they continue to call on the HSE to reinstate the purpose-built Seven Springs Day Centre on a full-time basis in St. Brendan's Community Nursing Home Unit in Loch Ray. And I'm joined by the chairperson of the Concerned Citizens Group, uh, Matty Quinn, who joins me on the line today. Matty, good morning to you. Good morning, Keith. How are you? Good. I'm I'm slightly confused with this because I know we covered this extensively down through the years. Um, but my understanding of this, and again, correct me if I'm wrong here, is that HICWA are the ones that have closed this daycare centre, said it's not fit for purpose. And yet the HSE on this very programme, Rita Crehan Roach, many months ago, Give it um, an undertaking that they would build a new unit uh, on the grounds of St. Brendan's. They had identified the site and that was the only option because HICWA would not allow the seven day, seven springs unit to reopen. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I, when you, in, in your introduction there, Keith, you mentioned I might uh, demystify this thing. Um, I'm not so sure if I'm capable of doing that or anybody, but anyway, we'll, we'll have a go. Um, this all went back to probably back to around 2017 because at that stage uh, I'd probably make your listeners aware that for a nursing home to uh, function it must be registered and as part of that registration there must be a map presented which outlines the designated area which is under the uh, control of HICWA as well. Now at 2017 the day centre was added to that which meant that then came under the influence of HICWA because normally HICWA have nothing to do with day centres. Now, this day centre came about from an original day centre built back in 1974, I think. And when they built a new nursing unit in Lockray, uh, they demolished this thing and replaced it with this new state-of-the-art purpose-built unit, which is absolutely fabulous. Uh, it's uh, every, It even has been... Um, used recently in a report by Professor O'Neill and Trinity, uh, a study that was commissioned on this kind of stuff. And as an exemplar of what a unit should be, what a, a daycare unit should be. I don't disagree with you at all. And I mean, mm. the, the unit itself is absolutely beautiful, fantastic. It was used mm. during COVID to separate people. So there would be two dining rooms and it was a, a very important asset. But I just pulled the file um, before we came on air today. But mm. I, and then a note I've written in my own handwriting is on the 10th of March, uh, last year, the HSE requested permission from HICWA to reinstate the service on the 25th of April, HICWA refused permission. Yeah, uh, Brida Crehan-Roche, she joined us around then. Um, the centre is now part of a home uh, of people who live in St. Brendan's and they use it for social purposes, for their birthday parties, etc. and all of that, and was used during COVID. So if HICWA are the stumbling yeah. block here, that's I'm where the ire of the people should be. You know, this is not what the situation is at The thing is, it was used for purposes other than what was outlined. For example, there was administration offices moved on there to yeah. use the treatment rooms. There shower unit there, which was a tremendous benefit to people coming in, elderly people who may not have the facility or whatever. That's stored you know, full of cardboard boxes. So, you know, this thing about it being uh, used for a listing, it's rarely, it's not used. It's the odd time maybe it's used down there. But to get people down there is the problem. It's a huge distance from the wards to get them down to this unit. 
And, you know, the, the whole thing about this is that this uh, redesignation done in 2017 has caused all the problem. If this was undesignated, this part of it, uh, by the HSE and they can do it, then HICWA would no longer have any control or any influence over this thing and would revert to what it is. I mean, there are very simple solutions. People are horrified by what's going on. And last night was a very informative presentation for the people and for the public representatives there. And most of them were, were shocked or amazed at what they heard. They, they didn't really understand uh, it. What, what informa- to- who gave the information, Sorry. Matty, yesterday that shocked people? Because it's been in the open domain now for the, the best part oh, yeah. of two well, years. You see... It depends on where you get your information from, Keith, you see, but we're basing it on facts and of what we know from people who live in the area, who have worked in the area, who have contact with the area. And particularly last night, we had a presentation from one of the users. And to me, they're the core people, the the elderly people who use that facility. And one of them, there, a lady, Anastasia Ward, she's in her 80s. She's been going to this for the last 11 years. And she was absolutely in bits and there was a care with no, I can't recall the young man's name, for his granny. And his presentation alone would absolutely move stones, you know. But the point is here that this doesn't need to happen. Uh, the unit is there. They want to build this other, well, it's not to build a new unit. It's to repurpose a 150-year-old workhouse building. It's obviously going to cost a hell of a lot of money. When you have a building sitting there, waiting, ready to go, at no cost. But so again, nobody can understand why they're hell-bent on this other thing. But again, I have I, because this is why I'm confused, Matty, and I'd love to try and get to the bottom right. of this. I, <laughs> I really would, because when I look here, um, I'm looking at a note uh, from an interview that I did with Rita Crahan Roach, who's the head mm. of the um, HSE CHO2, and her mm. words to me here, I can get the audio if I need to, but I'm not going there, it will never avert to use as a daycare facility. This is what HICWA has directed uh, from there. She went on to talk about the HSE is partnering with the Topping Trust, a lady who mm. lived right beside uh, St. Brendan's, to develop a new yeah. state-of-the-art care facility on St. Brendan's campus and it will open by the end of the year. So th- that was that was th- towards the end of last year, so it'll open at the end of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, as far as that, and really we're not very interested in what they plan to do with it because it's a pointless exercise. It's going to cost a fortune to do this thing. So there's no hope in hell it's going to be uh, open, even if they were to go down that route, because nothing has happened there yet. There is some plans for doing something externally uh, with the building, but that's about it. But this new place where they propose to put people is in a dark corner where there's no view of anything I mean you know that you probably have seen the view that they have the therapeutic view like that they have where they're at the moment but there's no need for this thing there is absolutely no need for this thing Uh, if they want to use to turn this thing into offices at the moment why don't they go over there and have the offices because it's actually kitted out at the moment with offices but you know there's no need to there I know Matty but But why why? but Matty they've categorically said on this programme that they're not turning it into administration or offices. It's part of the home and that HICWA has shut it down. That's why I'm confused. That's why I thought you might demystify I know. Well, yeah. Because well, the thing HICWA is, said, I can assure you no. that there's admin offices there at the moment. They're absolutely there. And the shower unit up to very recently was full of cardboard boxes. And even as it is at the moment, they have a one day a week. Uh, it's open for one day a week. Uh, it's extraordinary how there is no problem for one day a week. Because HICWA have allowed that. But there is no problem. 
at all and they're spending loads of money using the hotel now there's no the hotel they're doing fine and because there's no uh, criticism or anything of the hotel they are a hotel it's not a day centre but why spend all this public money uh, on something which is unnecessary you know this is the this is when, the issue you public, I mean you have a perfect building there uh, which has been a model for the rest of the country and is being closed down I mean, oh, Professor O'Neill, really? I presume, is a competent gentleman. Absolutely. You know, they all are. And you are, and, uh, you are too, and by the he, way. And he features this with other international models in this report. Well, when you say, Matthew, pub- come, when you say public... No. Oh, sorry, there's a slight delay on that. No, you're and, okay. Well, when you say public money, I mean, the topping trust have said that they will give us... Sub- and there's substantial money in the in the topping trust. I don't know who the trustees are. But the topping mm. trust, the lady who lived beside it and all that, uh, wanted to leave a legacy there. And um, yeah. there's a significant amount of money, um, of not not public money to build it, but of private money from the topping trust going into this. So I, I'm just wondering, is, is there some misguided information or, or, or mischievous information that I'm getting? Or is it mischievous information no. that you're getting? Because the two don't marry well, together. The Brida Crahan Roach can sit in the studio and tell me what's going on and the Topping Trust mm-hmm. are doing what they're doing. And and yet the campaign is there where HICWA have confirmed to us that it's mm-hmm. not to be used and can never be used again. Well, that and the original part of that, the HSC were using the fact that HICWA ordered them to go in there. We, under Freedom of Information Act, we got the minutes of their meeting and never, ever on it was it stated that HICWA ordered them to go in there. Uh, subsequently, so, um, when so they took possession of it, they were saying something about, well, they don't want people to go back and so on. But HICWA never ordered them to go in there. We, we have the Freedom of Information documentation, which says that... Uh, they were on about space issue in the nursing unit. That's a different. That's their problem there. And there were solutions offered. Okay. And they were okay. by beside. There were solutions offered to their problem that they had. But we were accused early on of providing misinformation. But in fact, when we met with the HS people and Breda Roach was part of that, we I think clarified if, uh, quite quickly that the misinformation was coming from the other side, not from us. Okay, well, you know, and we, we, listen, but at the bottom line, uh, Keith and all this, we're dealing with people. We're dealing with elderly people are, yeah. who deserve respect. Can I, and they are shattered by all this thing. They were expecting this thing to open when the you know these things generally opened, and they couldn't believe it when they were told, "No, you're not opening, and you're going to be." It was going to open one day a month first. Then it became one day a week. Okay, can I? And can now I, can, you're paying lots of money to a hotel, and they're down there, and it's not suitable for them. I mean, no reflection on the hotel, but it's just not. They're 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 not happy down there at all. Okay, can I as give far you as some, I can gather anyway. Can I give you a matter? Because you you chaired the meeting yesterday, and I mean, mm. I, I I certainly would never have accused anybody, but can I just give you uh, some of the comments coming in, uh, Keith? Sure, I know yeah. the I know the area very well. My father was there for years. Uh, I I believe where they're talking about is not a dark corner. It's actually a beautiful room. And um, it should be allowed to go ahead. I want to give you all of them, then you can respond. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Keith, I work in St. Brendan's. There were always admin offices there for the use by those operating the daycare service. They still use the offices for the staff in the CNU. The actual recreational space remains a recreational space within the unit. Another caller said the use of the new daycare facility will have access to the exact same therapeutic services as those in the previous one. And... Um, 
Yeah, and somebody else sent in. Yeah. Now, again, this might demystify for both of us. A direct quote from Hickwa's email to the HSE that I have. Um, this caller said, in the context of the repeated findings of how insufficient communal and dining space impacted the lives of residents, the regulatory engagement to date and the HSE repeated commitment to implement a longer-term solution to address the identified issues, the stated intent to revert to using the space in question as a day space is not appropriate. That just came into me by text. Yeah, those um, three texts or whatever you got there seem to be very one-directional, Keith, you know, because that would certainly not be the reflection of what people... I mean, there are 3,000 signatures of the community about this thing I wanted reopened. You mentioned there about that there were offices always there. There was an office in the building for the um, the manager of the unit, uh, obviously. Yeah. The other rooms were there were treatment rooms. There was chiropodist, there was uh, there's a physio which is all, all, always there. Uh, there was a quiet room. There was, a, I think, a library or um, computer. I don't some other room. No. You know, there were all these, but yeah, I don't yeah. know where these offices came out of. The second point you made there, what was the second The second comment? Um, this, well, there were three or four of them that came in there. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, um, sorry, the use of the uh, new... Oh, the uh, new building being uh, dark. Yeah, yeah. Keith, it's down... The, the building they have is a beautiful room. It's used in that report I mentioned, Professor O'Neill, looking out over the lake. This other place, they'll be looking out onto the back of buildings and there's a gap of about maybe two metres where you see the lake from. And so that thing about it being a bright area. I mean, it was an old kitchen that was part of the workhouse and it was an old ward that was there. And uh, it's currently done up in offices. So whatever costs that, they're going to be thrown out and done again. You know, so so much for it being a bright area (laughs) centre, I'm afraid. If they restore the services again, well, they're not getting them where they are at the moment. Uh, hi Keith, the fact, that, the fact that hi Keith, the fact that Matty Quinn has aligned himself to the idea of reopening the daycare centres enough for me. Matty is a very smart mm-hmm. man of great integrity, uh, who will be held mm-hmm. in high regard by all who know him and have and what he's done. He's done all of his research and will not have made the decision to speak and act publicly um, in this regard lightly. Uh, another caller has said to us uh, today, uh, Keith, uh, Matty. Um, uh, is a very good man and he should be listened to, but the unit is not going to open again. Another caller said, good morning, Keith. Um, I fully agree with what Matty is saying, but I think we have to move on at this stage. It seems to be open the old unit or nothing. Uh, we have to broaden our minds and let this happen. Uh, Matty will see the light of day uh, when the plans have been produced. I don't know where the plans are at this stage, though, Matty. So there's there a lot of people, yeah, so, um, are, people are on your we side. Were Sorry, at a meeting uh, with the HSE there about um, a week or so ago, a plan was uh, presented or part of a plan. But we really didn't discuss it because we weren't there to discuss that. Uh, the fact that it's all or nothing, well, the thing is, it's it or nothing because what is being offered is nothing. It's, I mean, why waste all this public money doing up a 150-year-old building when you have a perfect state-of-the-art building there ready to occupy at short notice? And why you spend all this money putting them somewhere else? Can, you know, there are ways out of this thing. I mean, the, you know, why is it be so dogmatic? And anyway, when they were talking about space at that stage, there were 30 empty beds out of 100 in the place. So they weren't exactly short of space. 
Can I put, um, can I put, it's gone up a bit more now, you know. Yeah. Can I put you another way, Matty, if you don't mind? So that mm. I, we have three sure, studios. Yeah. I've we have three studios. I don't. We as a company have three studios here. So studio one that I'm sitting in, studio two, mm. and then we have production down the back. But if the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, who are our, they, they govern what we do on a daily basis, if they came in to me and said studio one is not fit for purpose, we're shutting it down, and uh, there's not enough air ventilation coming into it, and that's it, or whatever, and. And I can't use Studio One because of the directive. I have to accept that directive and work mm. with Studio Two and the production studio. So if this is being deemed not fit for purpose by HICWA, yeah. it's the same thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it back to basics. I, I know, here. yeah, I know. Well, look, I can tell you absolutely and totally that it is fit for purpose. And look at if Professor Des O'Neill produced a report, uh, commissioned report last uh, uh, June. June to do that this was an exemplar for the whole country mm. as to how a day centre should be. Well, that doesn't sound like uh, being unfit for purpose. He'd hardly used Lockery as an exemplar in a report which no, contains no, no. Uh, models from even Australia. You know, so that to me is total nonsense about it being not fit for purpose. I don't care what they said or who said it, but Professor O'Neill's report is there. The, in fact, we checked with Omi the last day. They hadn't even got this report in the HSE, um, the people who we're dealing with. So it might be time that they read it. But uh, I don't know where that's, um, where that's coming from. But why is that this agenda, why is that this hell-bent effort on doing this thing when it's not necessary? Yeah, you know, I, I and don't it, know. I, when I hear this thing is not fit for purpose, that really angers me because it is a fantastic. You, the, the most important people is it, are the the users, and they absolutely loved the place, okay. and they were so happy there, and all the services that they had from chiropathy, hairdresser, minor injuries, uh, uh, minor medical treatments, and okay. shower facilities. They had, you know, they had a kitchen there. They could have hot meals there. I mean, it it was brilliant. So but, why they say not fit for purpose? That that really angers me, you know. All right, don't let it anger you mm. because it angers. Well, you know, it's the old people, Keith. I know, you no, you know yourself that. because I, I've heard from your from your you know from some of your programs in the queue have some family members in nursing homes, and you can yeah. appreciate you know what Absolutely. it's like. But these are people who can be at home with their families or maybe living alone and have this facility. And at the end of the day, whatever, who said what, where, when, how are reports, the important bottom line are those people and their welfare. And the Topping Trust, I think their objectives was to enhance the life of the residents okay. and to enhance the life of the older people in the community. And this is all we're asking to do. And we just want this place reopened. And that's it. Mm. Matty Quinn, thanks indeed for joining us. I just want to give you one last uh, because I'm just Thank, and, uh, thanks for the opportunity, no, no, um, Keith. You know, just, no, th um, this it's, is a, it's a, a serious issue. You know, so this is just, no, this is quite a um, um, uh, Keith. We have lost 148 private nursing home beds in County Galway, according to yourself and Tyke Daily recently. This has happened over the last 18 months. Every bed in St Brendan's is a precious uh, for the care of our elderly in the future. And that's what we should be focused on. So, yeah, it is 148. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have right. 100 beds. We there are, you know, not, there's, I think there's 87 occupants up to recently anyway, but okay. there were 70 for a long time. There were 30 empty rooms there. Keith, why can't we just they ignore that HICWA you know, has made a decision and move on? Surely the HSC uh, would go for the easiest option to reopen the old facility if they actually had a choice from there. 
And uh, another caller said uh, to us uh, this morning... Most expensive option. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, you mind yourself, and I do um, appreciate you uh, joining me today. Uh, and I'm not being smart, but what, you've put up a good argument, and I'm to put up a counter-argument from the information that I have. Um, oh, yeah, by all means. If, yeah. if you and I have a headache after this today, it's not each other's fault. But I, I'm... I'm <laughs> oh, not at all, Keith. No, 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 thank I'm you for the facility. And, I'm, perplex, you know. I'm perplexed as to the information I have and the information you have. And I would love just everyone to sit around the table and figure this out. But Matty, thank you for joining us uh, today. You've been very good and very kind and very well thought of on the uh, comment line today. And uh, Matty Quinn, chairperson of the Concerned uh, Citizens Group. It's For me, I find it frustrating that I have the information on both sides. So Matty's given me his information. I have the other information on the other side here. And like it's just like never the twain shall meet. And I think I'm just going to take a commercial break. I'm going to go make a cup of tea, play a bit of music and shake my head and get some fresh air into it. Galway Tones, in association with Tesco. Find our award-winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie. Hey, very good morning to you. Welcome on into uh, today's uh, programme. Good morning, Keith. Uh, sad news uh, today. And uh, today's Evelyn Morton's removals funeral uh, tomorrow. She was the recipient of the Elder Volunteer of the Year Award uh, for Galway just last year. We only weeks ago celebrated her 90th birthday, the end of a life well-lived and tirelessly worked for older people's needs uh, this morning. Ah, thank you indeed for that. Uh, Evelyn, she, I think she was in with us last year, was she? It was just after COVID. Uh, if it's the same Evelyn that I'm thinking about, she lived in Renmore and would have got one of those um, Volunteer of the Year Awards from the uh, then Mayor of uh, Galway. So, uh, Colette Conley, I do believe it was, if I'm right there. Anyway, may she rest in peace. Uh, again, I think it's the same Evelyn that we're talking about, and I hope it is. Uh, and I hope that she rests in peace. And uh, a lovely, friendly uh, person, I have to say. Now, then, let me move on, because the uh, Agriculture Minister has announced that all applicants to the Acres scheme will receive payments. This year, Stephen Canavan is the Galway IFA chair, and he joins me on the line today. Uh, Stephen, good morning to you. Morning, Keith. Thanks for joining us. Now, there's been a flurry of activity of people applying for acres as well. Uh, but this commitment uh, by the minister that pay- payments will be received this year, um, that's good news. It's great news. You know, <laughs> too often we're, 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 kind of, we're, we're talking about bad news and, and difficulties and problems, but this, this, is, this is a real proactive, um, you know, the... the by the by the minister like to uh, to accept all applicants like you know uh, there was forty six thousand applicants for thirty thousand places and and the, the the decision the other day has to be welcomed and how quickly do you reckon will this money flow because you're heading into a summer season now again and then you're heading back into a winter feed season and depending on the growth of grass and otherwise as to silage and what feed you'll have uh, uh-huh. for the next season so how quickly do you reckon this will flow well um the, 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 he hasn't he hasn't given any further details on that all applicants are to be accepted and I everyone is presuming that he has the extra funding in place and and he has the way of it all with regards to manpower and staffing problems staffing issues to 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 uh, process all the applications and the original agreement was that that that, that people would would start their their um, acres program uh, shortly and that there would be a payment at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I hope that's the way it's going to be and, and I have no reason to, to presume it won't be, you know? Now, there was a huge amount of start-up. I've seen there was a huge amount of uh, paperwork Stephen Canavan put together on behalf of the who's one that is. Um, there was a huge amount of paperwork that was involved in Acres. There is, yeah. Every, every farmer had to go to a planner and it was costing four or five hundred euros to put a plan in place and, and there was certain criteria and a menu of things that farmers could choose from and there was different rates of payment on that and farmers kind of, you know, they, 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 they picked whatever suited them, either lifestyle or their farm or whether they were in certain areas, designated areas or, or there was different areas for, for goose and uh, swan areas and there was wader areas and if your land happened to be in that it gave you a, a, an opportunity to draw down a particular payment through the acre so it, it's fairly complex but in fairness the the, 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 the planners uh, with the extension that the IFA sought um, got through all the work and got people in uh, as many as everyone that wanted to apply for got, got in eventually like you know mm. um but oversubscribed, but it, like it, it shows a huge commitment on behalf of the farmers to the environment and to the whole uh, climate change targets and everything that they want to get involved and and they want to 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 embrace the the, the environmental program by the government. You know, so so if 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 everything goes according to plan, it's win win for everybody. Absolutely, and I mean there's the equine part of it as well. So there's, there's, it's quite it's quite comprehensive. Uh, well, I presume by the equine uh, part of it, you're talking about about uh, the conservation of rare breeds and things like yeah, that, yeah. Connemara ponies and Irish strass. But uh, like uh, you can expand that a bit as well, like that you're talking about Dexter cows and Irish mail, and you're talking about um, Galway sheep. So it, it's it's far more than just equine side of it, like you know. And sure, Galway is, is synonymous for rare breeds, but with the Galway sheep and the Connemara ponies, like and it's, it's particularly important to the county Galway. Absolutely. So, uh, again, good news um, as we head into another spring. Mm. Hopefully everything will go right. And hopefully the money, I mean, Charlie McConnell has said the money will flow. So hopefully the money will flow before yeah, the end. Yeah, I, the I end suppose the there, there's one kind of slight word of caution, you know, um, insofar as uh, these are all application, applicants now in tranche one. And tranche two is to open again at the at the end of the year for other people that was with. These were people that didn't have priority access and things like that. So I hope I hope the minister can see his way in, in opening it as quickly as possible for the for the rest of the people that want to get in and making as many places available as is possible. Do you know? Mm. So that'll be going a word of caution on the environmental scheme and, and indeed the minister <laughs> he has plenty of other things and, and, and sectors to look after like we still have the ongoing problem with the sheep sector. Uh, uh, prices have declined even further since I was talking to you last. And and that needs to be addressed by him, you know? And and let her not think that uh, the, uh, a fairly well financed acre scheme is going to make up for the deficiency in the sheep sector, you know. But that's well, for yeah, another day, perhaps. It is. But the last time we spoke to Stephen Canavan, Galway FHR, we spoke about, and you spoke about the dwindling prices and, and the reduction in prices and, and mm. money not being. But we're still not seeing that on the shelves, I have to say, or in the butcher shop. Well, Somebody somewhere is making see, money, Stephen. I know, yeah, but but you see, the the, the, the minister has given a commitment that, that there would be a, an ombudsman appointed there and an, an office appointed for transparency in the whole food sector, the whole food chain sector, you know, from, from farm to the shelf. And and now it's in it's in train and it's in the process of being done, but it, it couldn't come, and you're right, of course, it couldn't come quick enough now. 
Okay, well, let's 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 see what we can uh, work through on that. Listen, thank you for joining us uh, today. Oh, but before I let you go, Stephen, I mean, I take it uh, there's been a huge amount of gorse fires that there has uh, over the last couple of days, where people were trying to get in before the um, before the, they should. Uh, but I, I take it you're you're asking your members not to to like gorse at this time of year because uh, the breeding season has started. Oh, absolutely! Like you know, the, the deadline has been the first of May. That's for coppicing hedges and 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 cutting trees and all of that stuff. Like you know, and um, <coughs> look at I, I, the best will in the world. I, I cannot, I cannot tell people what to do. But farmers are fairly responsible people, and and they'll abide by it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to, we have to, we have to try and protect everything. Like you know, all creatures are important, and 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 their livelihood and their habitat. So. All right. Listen, thank you indeed for joining us uh, today and have a good weekend. Uh, it's uh, Stephen Canavan there, Galway IFA Chair, uh, joining us there on the line. And uh, hi, Keith. Good morning to you. I just listened to your piece there on St. Brendan's CNU Daycare Centre. I worked for the HSC for over 20 years as a nurse in care of the elderly, not in Loch And believe me when I say I don't believe a word that the HSC representatives say, especially when it comes to elderly care. Information can and has been altered to suit the HSC, so they are the ones that are viewed in a favourable light. So this is a balanced low listener. Can you give me confirmation of that, please, if you just don't mind even making contact with uh, John Morley outside? Just give me confirmation of that, if you don't mind, uh, please, and do so straight away. And um, Keith, um, your previous speaker is a really good guy. Uh, it's a shame to see him um, used use like this, this caller said, but uh, thank you for giving us the facts of Loch Ray and other calls coming into us too as well. Um, yeah, stay with us. We'll be back just after these 10.41. Galway Talks, in association with Tesco. Click and Collect allows you to collect your order whenever suits you. Don't forget, by the way, that Ronan Lardner is coming to you live from the TEDFest Festival on the Arn Islands uh, today in association with the Arn Island Ferries and all the crew. He's there already and uh, he's got the Father Ted suit on. The old collar is a bit tight on him, so it is. It's, it's, it's a younger man's collar he's wearing today out there. Uh, so join him between 12 and 3 live from... Um, live indeed from the Iron Islands and another caller said to us uh, today Keith could you remind people that the Jack and Jill Foundation are on their roadshow today for Jack and Jill Children's Foundation and they're meeting some of the 26 families that they um, work with at the Lockray Hotel and Spa uh, with some local nurses there as well a uh, special thank you Keith to Ryan Handley team who engineered a lock car of kayak fundraiser and uh, 10,000 kilometre in 10 days raising 30,000 euro for home uh, nursing care indeed for Jack and Jill. Um, time also to shop in the Loch Ray charity shop uh, for Jack and Jill as well. And it's all about the community. And we thank all our friends in Galway. And that comes from Carmel Doyle, Chief Executive of Jack and Jill Foundation. So well done to all involved. Well done to Loch Ray Transpa as well uh, for facilitating their visit there today. Let me go though to Katrina Baker, who's the Director of Cool Music. And she joins me on the line because there's a lovely event taking place tomorrow night, Saturday the 7th, the 4th of uh, March at 7.30. And it's a free concert uh, taking part. And uh, Katrina, good morning to you. Good morning. Hi, yeah, good to talk to you. Thank you indeed. You're the music director for uh, Cool Music and Cool um, Youth, uh, Youth, Youth Orchestra as well. Um, but you have um, interesting guests coming tomorrow and it's a free concert in aid of the Simon community. 
Yes, so we are, we are very excited about this particular concert because it has been three years in the planning, or I could rather say that uh, three years ago we got together with um, an American wind band or rather with the teachers of uh, that wind band and we have been uh, planning this exciting concert in the cathedral. It was all set, the posters were printed, people were invited for the end of March 2020, which might ring a bell. Uh, that um, it obviously didn't go ahead then. Since then, we had tried to plan it um, at different times uh, through the pandemic years, but now we are finally there. So we are um, we are collaborating with the Centennial High School Wind Orchestra, which is a very exciting gang of um, well, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's a full wind orchestra, so woodwinds and brass and percussion and um, 30 young people who are getting together um, with our youth orchestra, which is a string orchestra, mostly 40 people from uh, Cool Music uh, Youth Orchestra. And we are presenting a full night's program in the cathedral. And um, it's always exciting to get together with groups that do similar things, but then also complementing things. I mean, it's just great for our um, string orchestra to actually get to hear all that uh, repertoire that the winds have to offer and vice versa. And also um, in the end, combine forces for a production of Smetana's uh, Moldau. So I think that might raise the roof in the cathedral, even if it's high. So it effectively then it's Minnesota meeting, meeting cool um, mu um, music youth orchestra in the cathedral. So it's a kind of a trilogy coming together and uh, working together on this. Yeah, and it's 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 very it's um so I mean the the, the program will be really entertaining because it's um I mean it's a it's a mix of classical things. Both groups play a little bit of Bach, but then also a lot of contemporary stuff. So the the wind band they will play um for example the soundtrack of the Cowboys by John Williams. They will be doing tracks of West Side Story, which is of course always uh, exciting, especially when you have the full percussion with it, um, while Cool Music will um, present the jig from the St. Paul's Suite by Holst and Palladio by Jenkins, and also um, a little choreographed uh, version of No Time to Die with a bit of um, acting in it, acting out the James Bond uh, movie in it in a very short version, but highly entertaining. So I think it will be really interesting for all ages. Um, yeah, yeah, so we, we invite everybody along. Now, so it kicks off at 7.30 in Galway Cathedral tomorrow night. And again, they, if they want to make a donation, they can do so um, during the concert or after the concert. And all the yes. money raised will go to Galway Simon community. So it's, a, it's, um, it's not mandatory, but if people want to make a donation, they can. Exactly. And uh, we, we really hope that we can welcome this American orchestra with a, with a nice crowd. It's, it's lovely for our orchestra. We are going to out to dinner be, beforehand and um, so that, the, that they can all meet each other be, before they make music each other, with each other. And um, so I, I had the pleasure to meet the, um, the, the conductors of that orchestra last autumn. And it just was very exciting to, you know, to talk about how we work in the different settings and um, how it's all coming together. So I think it's, it's, it's a huge thing for the, for the young people to meet each other. And um, of course, it would be great to be able to present all that amazing music for a good audience. So I really hope that, that people come to, to support it 
both for enjoying the music and of course also for, for the good cause that we are collecting for. Absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. Um, I have something else uh, tomorrow evening that I have to focus on, but so I won't be there, but anybody that wants to go along and it, I, I just love the music that's created from wind and I love, I, I love the live music. I love the instruments that, that have been used and the music that's made is just very special. So it is. It's, it's 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 very powerful and 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 very direct and i think it's it's um it's really uplifting as well for for people to see that so many young people you know invest so much in creating this beautiful music when i was talking to to our american colleagues i was a little bit jealous to hear how they work because they can meet their young people every day during school time and rehearse there uh, we don't have that luxury but um, i'm very very proud of our young orchestra who um, who invest and sacrifice every Saturday morning for two to three hours to get together to practice. So it's just, it's very powerful what can be created out of that, both, you know, um, yeah, socially and, and musically. It's, um, yeah, it okay. is, it's really powerful. And I think we can, we can show that. And it's my colleague, Brian Hawkins, who will um, conduct, I just had surgery myself, so oh. I won't be con conducting my orchestra, but I'm so proud that people stepped in and took over, and I think it will be amazing. Good, 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 and I hope your recovery is good, I really do. Um, it's amazing the questions I get asked here on a daily basis, but they want to know, where are you going for the dinner tomorrow night? <laughs> well, it's um, it's close by. Um, in a, I, I think it's a university setting, but it's actually our the tour organisers of the American uh, tour who have invited our orchestra to it. So I actually don't have the exact details. Gee, put that in your pipe now and smoke it. The person who asked, where were they going to have dinner tomorrow night? Um, but you think it's, <laughs> you think it's in and around the cathedral, uh, the cathedral university that general area anyway. It's in, it's, in, it's in walking distance anyway, I was told. <laughs> right. Listen, good luck to you and congratulations, by the way, and um, good luck tomorrow night. So again, if you want to go, it's a free concert. It's going to be very, very special. Get there early. Uh, they will be starting at 7.30 sharp. The acoustics are absolutely beautiful, but they do need bums on seats and they need people uh, to be present. So if you want to go to this free event, you can do so. And if you fancy bringing a five or a ten or anything else with you, and uh, any donations that will be made at the end of the evening uh, will go directly to Galway Simon as well. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, today, uh, Katrina, and uh, keep up the Thanks. good work. And good luck with recovery and mind yourself, most importantly. A uh, couple of other things that have come the way today. Don't forget, by the way, and we'll be giving you a chance hopefully next week to win, that the Castlebar Musical and Dramatic Society are presenting All Shook Up Thursday to Saturday from the 9th to the 11th of March 2023 in the Royal Theatre. And it's a rocky and heartwarming uh, musical inspired by and featuring the songs of Elvis Presley tickets are 12 euro. There's an evening performance at 8pm on Thursday the 9th, Friday the 10th and Saturday the 11th. And there's a relaxed, sensory-friendly performance at 2pm on Saturday the 11th of March. And the performance is for everyone uh, where sensory stimuli are reduced, providing a welcoming and an inclusive environment which can be enjoyed by all. Further details can be had from castlebards.com. That's www.castlebarmds.com uh, for further details there. And somebody else has been on to us uh, today, giving out to me uh, today. I'm curious as to why Galway BFM did not turn up for the public meeting last night. Keith would have been fully up to date with what exactly is happening. I am on the Concerned uh, Citizens Committee and I know that you were invited, Keith. Regards, and that comes from Rose Fahey. Rose, we did get the invitation. I feel fully informed because I've been part of this 
uh, since the very beginning and we've given it as much coverage as is possible. But it is not possible for me uh, to get to public meetings in this regard or any of the team here uh, following a day's work in here. And again, we were given information by Councillor Donoghue. We're given information by others as well. And uh, we did cover it uh, today. So no disrespect to you, Rose, uh, but it's, it ain't possible. Uh, if we went to every public meeting in uh, the county, I might as well just not bother going home at all. This could be kind of apt, so it could. conversation I'm having at the time I played from there but there you go Barry Manlow and I can't smile without you let's head to the 11 o'clock news we're back just after these Galway Talks in association with Tesco find our award winning Irish ranges in store and online at tesco.ie 